Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you. Uh, it is the Anita Marks Show here on 98.7 ESPN with you for the next three hours. We've got Harvey and Joe producing the show back in the studio. Gentlemen, gentlemen. Good afternoon. I guess it's 12.02, so we do say good afternoon as opposed to good morning, correct? That's right. I, I would hope so. So, yes, good afternoon, though. I, I would I would hope so. Um, for all you gamblers out there like me, uh, if you can, my, uh, my two bets for the noon games that just kicked off, if you can jump on it still, I love Kentucky getting the points at 7, 7.5 if you can get it. I also like Iowa getting 10.5. That kickoff is in about two minutes. So uh, I just I like Kentucky this afternoon. They get Chris Rodriguez, their running back, back after a four-game suspension. Makes them a more even-keel uh, offense uh, where uh, Ole Miss is just uh, – it's all about the running game for them. They really don't have a lot of really good wide receivers. So I think Kentucky is going to have a – and also let's, let's, let's uh, rewind and – Keep in mind, Kentucky beat Florida two weeks ago. So I just feel that Kentucky has been more challenged, more pressed. So I think the wrong team is favored here, even though it is in Ole Miss. I get it. But um, but I do like Kentucky. Again, if you can get that line, I know it's been fluctuating, plus seven, plus six and a half. Um, but I do like it at plus seven. And also, again, I do like Iowa at home at plus five and a half against Michigan. Uh, go blue, but uh, I just don't think they're going to pull it off today. I wouldn't be surprised if Iowa wins outright. By the way, that money line is plus 320. So uh, those are the college football games that are kicking off momentarily. That's why I shared it with you. But obviously, a lot going on here in our own backyard. Is it not? Especially when it comes to the Mets. Oh boy. So, um, but here, here's the thing. And I want to open the phone lines, 800-919-3776. Uh, we've got Anthony DeComo who covers the Mets for MLB.com. Who's going to be joining us at 1230 today. Excited to get him on. I do want to spend the, the first 30, 45 minutes of the show talking about the Mets and of course their series against the Braves. Um, but I mean, did we not expect this? And, and by the way, Joe, I, I know you're new to ESPN. Do you have an allegiance? Are you... Are you Yankees, Mets? Are you a different team outside of our tri-state area? Like, what are you? I'm a Yankee fan, but my girlfriend is a Met fan. So, oh I've, gosh, I've watched. How every... does that work at night? Oh, it's it's great because she gets Ugh. to watch her Mets, and I'm either delegated, which I don't mind, to my computer where I could watch three other baseball games as well because I have MLB.tv. Mm-hmm. But it's fine because we're both happy. Large portions of this year, we were both happy, and you know, for two series out of the out of the year, we so, just don't speak to each other. So you, so you, but you root. You, so do you root on each other's teams? Does she root on the Yankees when they're playing? Do you root on the Mets when they're playing? She doesn't. I could care less if the Mets win or lose. I'm happy for her when they win. Mm-hmm. It's just when they play the Yankees, I want the Yankees to win by a hundred, and I think that's <laughs> fair. Isn't that isn't that interesting though? So so a few things here. 
to unpack. Number one, Joe talking about how he's a Yankees fan. His girlfriend's a Mets fan. When, when the Yankees are on, she's rooting against them. When the Mets are on, he can care less. That, that pretty much sums up the difference between Mets and Yankees fans. It really does. Let's be honest. It's called spade a spade. <laughs> That's what time it is. Um, man, am I wishing for a Mets-Yankees World Series. Uh, sorry, Joe. Sorry, not sorry. Um, I'm not sure how your house uh, will, will, will hold up if that does happen. But nonetheless, I'm hoping it for a lot of us. Um, I think it would be really, really, um, uh, in, in my opinion, man, what, what an amazing few weeks that would be here in New York. If uh, if the Subway Series became, of course, the uh, the World Series series, wow, unbelievable! But I know we are way way <clears throat> far away from that happening because unfortunately the Mets they did lose last night five to two. So now what happens? Uh, the Mets and the uh, the Braves they're all tied up now in the National League East. And here's the thing. Didn't we anticipate this happening? And I'm not even a, like, I'm not even a Mets fan. People ask me all the time, hey, you know, where's your allegiance? You know, wh- who are you? What are you a fan of? I'm, I'm a fan of who's ever winning me money. That's who I'm a fan of. So I, I don't necessarily have an allegiance. Obviously, I'm rooting for New York teams. I want New York teams to do well. New York teams do well. We do well here on the radio station. So, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm all about the New York teams. Um, I worked for the Giants for seven years, if, if you, you weren't aware of that. I was a part of their broadcast team, uh, which was a lot of fun. And um, so, yeah, I, I definitely, out of, out of all the New York teams, I probably have the biggest allegiance to the Giants more so than anyone else just because uh, I'm so familiar with, with, the, with the organization and the ownership there and, um, and my time there. So with that being said, I just, I just the majority of Mets fans are negative Nellies, and 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 again, I'm just calling a spade a spade. Host, hosting Sports Talk Radio here for as many years as I have here on the radio station, the calls that we've gotten at the end of the day, didn't we expect to be here, Mets fans? I expected to be here, especially Atlanta. Man, they call up their, uh, you know, their farm guys and um, Strider and and Magic Mike. And watch out. I mean, this Braves team, they've gone on a tear. One of the best teams in Major League Baseball since the trade deadline. Keep that in mind. So um, so, so here we are. At one point in time, the Mets had a, what, 10.5, I want to believe, is the number, is the magic number. 10.5 lead in the National League East. And now here we are tied with two games remaining in this series. And what do we have going on? Today, we've got Max Scherzer going up against Kyle Wright. <clears throat> and let me give the numbers for you. Max Scherzer is 7-3 seven, seven away as a favorite. Okay? So it's, it's because Max Scherzer is on the bump, the Mets are favored, even though they are in Atlanta. They are favored. So Max is 7-3 away as a favorite. Atlanta, no bueno, by the way, against Max. The Atlanta Braves... Lineup sports a 210 batting average against Max Scherzer. Wow, that bodes well. So right there, you're feeling really good about it. However, Max has struggled in October. He's seven and eight in 15 career starts in October. Biggest knock on Max Scherzer. Could this be different? <laughs> it better be. I'll tell you that. Again, because they lost last night. Now, who are the Mets going up against? Kyle Wright. He's ten and three at home. This is a this is a 
the Mets lineup, how are they against Kyle Wright? They're actually quite good. In 72 at-bats, the Mets lineup is sporting a 3-4-7 batting average against Kyle Wright. So already, the numbers I'm sharing with you, no wonder the Mets are favored. Um, Atlanta's won eight straight. By the way, they're averaging five runs a game. So this is this is this is this is going to be fun, guys. This is going to be fun. Uh, so this is the matchup, of course, for today. Tomorrow, you've got another one, as we know. Chris Bassett, who's fifteen and three with a three-two-two ERA, is going up against Charlie Morton, who just uh, redid his deal with the Braves prior to the series starting. Good for him. Uh, here's the negative in regard to him. In September, he's sporting a 5-2-7 ERA. On the season, he's 4-2-9. So not having a great September, although, of course, it is October 1st. Can you believe it? Here's another thing to keep in mind for tomorrow. Morton has hit more batsmen than any pitcher in Major League Baseball this season. 18. Can tomorrow get a little testy? Possibly. Could be interesting to see. So that's, you know, the next the next two days, obviously, so crucial, so important for the Mets, um, considering now all things are, are equal, all things are tied. And um, following this series, you've got the Braves who head down to Miami to take on the Marlins. No, no fight in that dog. They're done. Pack it in. They're done for the season. And you've got the Mets at home taking on the Nationals. No fighting that dog either. So this is, this is going to be a real fun, what, five remaining games left for these, these two franchises. This is really going to be fun as it all kind of dwindles down. We'd love to take your calls. What are your expectations? Let's try to be as optimistic as we can here. 800 919 Three seven seven six. Here's another one for you before we take a break. Last night, if I host a gambling show here on ninety point seven ESPN, it's called Week and Wager, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. So last night, we went on air before the Mets and the Braves game was over. You could have wagered that the Braves were going to win the National League East at plus one eighty. When we hit air, the Mets minus three twenty. So what does that mean for folks that are listening? It means. If it's minus three, 320, it means you have to lay $320 down to win $100. If it's plus 180, it means you have to lay $100 down to win $180. Okay, that's the, that's the payout. That's the cost in order for wagering on the Mets. That's the payout in order for wa- wagering on the Braves. After the game ended, and the Braves now and, and the Mets, of course, tied in the National League East, that that number for the Mets dropped to minus 185. So now, if you're confident, if you're a confident Mets fan, and you feel like, oh man, we got this. It's it's Max, it's Bassett, and then they're home. They don't have to go on the road where Atlanta has to head down to Miami. Now you're only having to lay 185 to win 100 dollars if you believe that the Mets are going to win the National League East, where the Braves now their odds have diminished. Where now, if you're laying $100 down that you think the Braves are going to win the National League East, you're only winning $150 as opposed to $180. So those are how the odds changed last night after the Braves won. Just FYI, just wanted to share that with you. Um, also, obviously, uh, the other hot topic 
is, is of course, the Yankees and Aaron Judge. The O's, they won last night 2-1. Listen, there's still a lot of fight in that dog, and not that there's not for the Yankees, but the Yankees are already clinched. They know they've got that first series bye. Uh, they're going to be waiting for, uh, as of right now, if, if the season was to end today, the Yankees would be waiting for the winner of the Rays and the Guardians in that first series. Okay? Um, so... And 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 you know, and I, I understand the, the Yankees are you know load management. I know we use that word a lot in in the NBA, but um, so but but they're still this is an O's team who still feels that they have faith and belief that they can make it to the postseason. So they're putting their best foot forward. Uh, Lyles pretty much shut down the Yankees last night. Nine strikeouts, only gave up four hits, one run. So the O's won two one. But really, more importantly, the story here is Aaron Judge. And the fact that he's stuck at 61. And um, he's got six games left to get to 62. Tonight, or later on today, he's going up against Austin Voth, who's 4-3 and three with a 2.78 ERA. He's given up 12 home runs in 96-plus innings so far this season. Now, every night, I am going to wager that, that Aaron Judge does hit a home run. Why? It, it has become uh, not, I've, I've, I've been, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, trying to think what the word is. Uh, I've been informed. <laughs> I've been informed that Aaron Judge has his own personal batting hitting coach that joins him on the road outside of the Yankees hitting coach. Okay. So apparently his hitting coach met him in Toronto. And apparently after he, it's, 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 it's a tune, it's a tuner up. It's a tune me up. It's a tuner. And apparently after his, his, his batting coach, his hitting coach meets him on the road. Um, he, he typically goes on these tears. So I bet it last night. It didn't happen. It was two to one last night. I'm going to bet it again. I'm going to double down. Aaron judge to hit a home run plus 255 today against Austin Vaughn. So there's that. So the Mets, two different storylines here. The Mets battling it out to try to win the National League East, to try to be in the same situation that the Yankees are in and not have to play a wild card game. And of course, uh, for the Yankees, it's all about load management outside of of Aaron Judge and uh, him trying to hit home run number 62. We'll see if he can do it. We'll open up the phone lines. 800-919-3776. Anita Marks with you. Again, Anthony DeComo, who covers the Mets for uh, MLB.com, is going to be joining us in about 15 minutes. Excited to get him on. Uh, And then we'll turn our attention to what's going on in the NFL. We'll have some Tua talk. Um, uh, we got Cynthia Freeland, who always joins us at 1.30 in the afternoon on Saturday with her picks, her plays. We'll talk fantasy. And, of course, Joe Wiz is always at 2.30. Uh, with some more college football plays and uh, NFL plays heading into week four. Can you believe it? Week four of the NFL season. Anita Marks with you on this Saturday afternoon here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Blood blister? Just blister. I've had a what? blood I mean, bl- most, most, most blisters are, bl- are bloody. Why even go there? Just blister. Yeah, but a bl- I mean, a blood blister, it's not what, it, it's even worse than a regular blister. Right. Just because it, like, A, you can see it more, and B, mm-hmm. it's, like, protruded from the skin. So I can't imagine pitching with one. Uh, I can't imagine doing much of anything with one. Uh, to be quite frank. Uh, by the way, coming your way at one o'clock, good friend of mine, Armando Salguero, who's been covering the Miami Dolphins forever and a day uh, from, uh, I've, I've known him forever, my time down there. I'm from Miami, uh, from outkick.com and Fox News is going to be joining us with an update on Tua and a discussion on Tua and how the NFL, how the Dolphins, how the NFLPA is investigating. All that stuff is coming your way at the top of the hour at one o'clock. Like I said, Cynthia Freeland, Joins us in the second hour as well, as well as Joe Wiz in our third hour. 800-919-3776. Just want to remind you, Rob Salah knows how to pick a winner. Voted 2021 best car brand and a top safety pick for all models. Mazda has taken off. Uh, The rave reviews on every model. Tremendous inventory and a great staff. Bay Ridge Mazda in Brooklyn's favorite place to buy and save. The all-new CX-50 models are ready for delivery. How about that? They're not stuck on some... uh, crate anywhere out in the sea anymore uh let's uh let's start buying some new cars uh contact rob salah this is an suv of course you must see 800-919-3776 let's go to your calls we want to talk mets we want to talk yankees we want to talk baseball let's go to clay in seaford clay welcome in hey anita uh first time caller big fan of the show uh love everyone else at 98.7 but i just wanted to talk a little about the mets mm-hmm so um, definitely wasn't dancing around this morning, as you said. Um, but the <laughs> thing is, is uh, we still control our own fate. And I know, I believe as it stands now, if we win the next two, all we have to do is win one against the Nationals and we clinch. But if we win only one from the series, we have to sweep the Nationals, I believe. The thing is, uh, with the Braves going down to Miami, the one positive about that, as it stands now, I believe they might have to go up against Sonny Alcantara on Wednesday. So that gives a little hope if we do go one and two against the Braves. Just a very optimistic Mets fan here. But, you know, we still control our own destiny. So that's good. And, and, and that's important. Clay, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, again, I'm, I'm expecting Scherzer to have a solid performance today. I, I would love to see. And, and, and I, feel, I feel confident based on the numbers that I shared with you. Again, uh, Max Scherzer uh, against Atlanta and and their lineup batting 210. Meanwhile, the Mets lineup against Kyle Wright batting 247 in 72 at bats. So 
Um, and and Max seven and three away as a favorite, which the Mets are today. So I, I feel confident about the Mets tying it up. Um, but but make no mistake about it, I I, I do I do feel that it's going to come down to the wire, right? Let's go to Richard in Manhattan. Richard, you're up. Hi, Anita. I'll update you on my football picks. You remember I say I pick only the home underdogs. Last week I was five and four. There were nine home underdogs. I was five and four. So total after three weeks, 48 games, um, 13 and 10, which is 57%. Not bad. This week there are three home underdogs. Although they list that the Saints as a home underdog, but they're playing in London, so I'm not going to count that. So there are three other home underdogs. All right, let's talk about the Mets in their situation, but it's really, it could be any team. If the Mets have to get into the first round, in other words, they don't win their division. You follow me? Mm-hmm. Okay. They'll start one and two, DeGrom and Scherzer, correct, in the playoff. Follow me so far? Yeah, go, Richard, I don't have a go lot ahead. of time. Go yeah. ahead, go ahead, okay. go ahead. Let's say they win both games. Then they start, and let's say they're going to play the Cardinals in the next round. So they've only played two games. They have plenty of rest because they'll have a day or two off after that and a day before they started. All right. So they'll start the series with the Cardinals pitching Bassett and then going Walker. So they go with their 3-4 against the Cardinals' one and two pitches. If the Mets were to split, okay, in St. Louis, if they were to split there, no, rather, uh, that would be in New York or in St. Louis. Do you know where that would be? What, what, what are you talking? The, I don't, the I don't know what you're asking. After they won, the Mets. They Richard, I, Richard, I'm, or, Richard, I got to let you go. I, I, it's, this is too much for me. This is too much for me at, at 1230 in the afternoon on a Saturday. I'm sorry. Um, and, and, and here's the thing. I, Let's have this discussion. I don't mean to be rude, Richard. Let's have this discussion when we know exactly what the postseason is going to look like. I don't like because what we're doing is we're sitting here, we're speculating, right? We're speculating. We're assuming the Mets are going to win. We're assuming that they're going to get that first round, uh, first round buy, as we want to call it. I just don't want to sit here and waste time and speculate. Call me back when we when we know exactly how this postseason is going to play out. Let's go to Brian in Long Island. Brian, welcome in. Brian, you there? Okay. <laughs> Not a great strong strong start, callers. <laughs> let's 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 regroup. Uh, let's regroup and circle back. 800-919-3776. Anita Marks with you. More to come. 98.7. You're ESPN. listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Of course, we got the Mets and the Braves battling it out. Game two. Anthony DeComo joins us now. You can see his work all over MLB.com. Anthony, welcome in. How are you doing this afternoon? Good, Anita. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Let's look back before we look forward. Unfortunately, um, the Mets do lose uh, last night. Uh, DeGrom, we, we, we played a clip earlier in the show, him dealing with uh, that, that blood blister. Uh, do you feel that they could have gone in another direction uh, considering just how significant the series is? Do you feel that going with DeGrom was, was the, be- the best choice last night? Well, to me, it's not just going with DeGrom. If you remember, they moved DeGrom up uh, so that he could pitch the opener and potentially pitch the last game of the season. Now, coming to light in retrospect that he did have that blood blister, uh, yeah, of course you question whether it was the best move, whether it was the smartest move. Uh, you had Chris Bassett lined up for Friday night, and he's obviously been been nails for you all season long. So I think it's a fair question, and we'll see how he recovers from this is, is the other big part of it because – if DeGrom is unable to go that final game of the season or, or potentially game one of whatever comes next, uh, then that's a huge issue. And then that's a huge um, you know, error in judgment by the Mets. Obviously, if the team thought that this thing was going to break open and really affect him on the mound, they wouldn't have started him. So there was at least some thought that he could pitch through this and he would be just fine. Blisters are tricky. I get it. But yeah, just kind of the sequence of events it doesn't look great for the Mets and how it all unfolded. So um, is this, if I want to remember, like, is this something that he's experienced before? If I remember correctly, has he had, has he dealt with, with these blisters before? He said he had been feeling it in his last start in Oakland, which you recall, he also struggled. Now, those of us in the media were unaware of it at the time. We were unaware of it until, you know, he was removed from yesterday's game after the six innings and, and there was plenty of talk about a post game, but um, yeah, as far as it being a chronic issue, no, not to my knowledge, but this is not the first time this season he had felt it. It did crop up in that, in that start last weekend in Oakland. All right. So now let's look forward to two more games remaining, which is great. Uh, and Max Scherzer going tonight or today, uh, seven and three away as a favorite and also came across a stat, this Braves lineup, as great as they've been since, uh, of course, the trade deadline, uh, batting only 210 against Max Scherzer. Uh, and, and Max is 3-0 and against the Braves. So that bodes well, uh, obviously, for the Mets. Meanwhile, Kyle Wright is going to be pitching for Atlanta. And another positive for the Mets, their lineup, 247 batting average in 72 at-bats against Kyle Wright. So just looking at the numbers... It, there's no wonder why the Mets are favored here, right? Yeah, and, and look, Kyle Wright has developed to a very good pitcher, obviously winning 20 games this year. Uh, the Mets are better matchup against him than they did against Max Fried. I know Fried only went five innings last night, uh, but the Mets have frankly struggled all, all year long against left-handed pitchers. They've been uh, roughly league average in production against lefties, and they've fared much better than that. They're a top-five team against righties. So you like the offensive chances more against a guy like Kyle Wright and also against Charlie Morton on Sunday. But, uh, you know, obviously this all kind of begins and ends with Scherzer. If he pitches well, the Mets are going to be okay. And look, this is, this is what 
the Mets drew up back in the offseason when they paired DeGrom and Scherzer. This was the idea, right? You get to big series down the stretch. You get to the playoffs. Teams are going to have to beat DeGrom and Scherzer to make this thing happen, to, to, you know, to beat the Mets. And kudos to the Braves. They beat Jacob DeGrom. Doing it back-to-back against DeGrom and Scherzer is no easy feat. And just because you beat one doesn't mean you're going to beat the other. So, uh, you know, relatively pretty. They really only needed to win one game this series um, to come home in, in pretty good shape to win the division. Obviously, you would have loved to have taken the opener so that uh, the pressure doesn't start to mount. And if you do lose tonight with Scherzer on the mound, then, yeah, the, the pressure starts getting ratcheted up in a big way because a sweep would be pretty devastating for this Mets team. But yeah. there's no better guy you could want on the mound if you're the Mets than Scherzer. And obviously, uh, uh, you know, his biggest start is the Mets so far tonight. Yeah, I, I think he's going to deal. Here, Here's another thing to consider. He struggles in October, 7-8 and eight, in 15 career starts in October. So, um, uh, I, you know, I, I believe in him. Um, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be putting some coin on, on the Mets, uh, today in, in this matchup. And then of course you've got Chris Bassett going up against Morton, uh, in, in, in the third game. And then following that, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, Scherzer wins today, Bassett loses tomorrow. Who knows? Right? Like which, whichever way, you know, best case scenario, the Braves, uh, the Braves, the Mets, walk away from this series up one and then they have to take on the nationals. Meanwhile, the Braves, um, they walk away from the series. They have to head down to Miami to take on the Marlins. And I I guess the positive for both these teams is that, you know, neither, neither of these two teams that they have to face next have any fight left in their dog, right? Because uh, their, their season is, is pretty much done. How have the Mets done against the nationals this season? Yeah, they've been great against the Nationals, as has, as have most teams, frankly. You know, the Nationals have been one of the worst teams in the league. But I, I would be careful about that line of thinking. And, and you know, Mets, Mets fans of a certain age certainly remember the fire with which the Marlins played against them, especially in 2007 in that final series, but also in 2008. Um, these are still big leaguers on the other side. And, and you don't want to get to a situation where you have to, say, sweep the Nationals or sweep the Marlins because they're trying to win. Not only that, these teams know that you're playing for something and they relish that idea of being spoiler. Yeah. They're not as talented as you and they're not going to win, you know, a a big, a big portion of the games that they play against a team like the Mets or a team against the Braves, but they're trying and they can certainly win one. Just look at the other night, what the nationals did to the Braves. If the Braves had won that game, it would have been a a different story coming into this series. So, uh, you know, obviously this series against the Braves head to head is massive. The Mets can just take care of it all right now if they win the next two games. But again, even if they win one, they're in okay shape. They just have to win as many against the Nationals as the Braves do against the Marlins in that final series, and they will win the division. That tiebreaker that they have is re- really, really big for the math. Absolutely. Anthony DeComo joining us here at 98.7 ESPN. You can see his work all over MLB.com. Um, so again, just to confirm, if if the season was to end, if the season was to end as in a tie, the Mets would would win that tiebreaker correct as long as they don't get swept this weekend that's correct okay perfect um now let's take a look in regard to what we're talking about here uh whoever does lose the national league east um then is the fourth seed in the postseason and more than likely will host the padres if that is the mets 
you know, what, how does that look for them? Um, you know, how do they match up against the Padres? Well, it's just, look, it's a series you want to avoid. The Padres have underachieved all season, but they've remained one of the most talented teams in the National League. I think you could put them up there just talent-wise, even without Fernando Tatis Jr., I think you could put them up there talent-wise with, you know, the Cardinals, the Braves, and that. I mean, they have some horses in the rotation. They've got a dynamic lineup. They just haven't really been able to put it all together the past couple of years. Uh, more than that, uh, you know, if you lose the division, it's really not even about who you play at that point because it's a best-of-three series. Loser goes home. And I don't care who you're playing. You could be playing the, the Nationals or the Marlins, and if things don't bounce your way, it's not unfathomable to think that the better team could lose two of three. So it just introduces all of this extra chaos that you would like to avoid. It's just another opportunity for things to go wrong and for you to flame out early despite being the better team of whoever you would play. So that's why winning the division is so important. You just want to avoid that. It's not even necessarily about lining up your pitching for the division series, although that's great. It's more about just avoiding an extra chance to be eliminated. Yeah, absolutely. And also it's, it's avoiding having to, to face the Dodgers. <laughs> right. I, I mean, because after Always you get done with thing. that, right. After you get done with that wild card series, then you have to travel to LA and, and, and of course face the Dodgers, which you, you don't want to do before I let you go. Let's talk about Francisco Alvarez, uh, who of course, who was called up, unfortunately did not have a great um, major league baseball debut last night with his, his parents in the stands cheering him on. That was, that was really special. Uh, but your thoughts on the call up and what you think he can do for this, this franchise in this team at this moment. Yeah. I, look, I, I was a little surprised by it. I love it. I, I think there's nothing wrong with seeing and, and yeah, like it wasn't a great debut for him. A big double play early strikeout late. Um, you don't know what you have, but you'd rather kind of, go down swinging with this guy who is among the most talented players uh, in the organization, particularly power-wise, one of the most powerful prospects in all of baseball, if not the most powerful prospect in all of baseball. So six games left in the season, see what he's got. If it's if he goes two for 20 over these final six games, then you know and you leave him off your postseason roster and you look forward to a bright career starting next year. But if you catch a little bit of lightning in a bottle – and it goes deep once or twice, and it really looks the part of a guy who's ready to hit big league pitching right now, well, then you've got something really, really interesting heading into the postseason, somebody who could be a real bona fide weapon for you, um, especially for an offense that has struggled, that has struggled against lefties at times this season. So I, I like the move. I, I don't think there's a ton of downside. Um, you know, the worst-case scenario is probably exactly what happened last night where, uh, you know, he comes up in a couple of big spots and isn't able to get it done, but that's – that's certainly not to say the Mets would have gotten it done if somebody else had been in the lineup because they have struggled in those types of spots again, especially against lefties all season long. Great stuff, Anthony. So appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us this afternoon on 98.7 ESPN. Thank you. You got it, Anita. Thanks. Anthony DeComo. Again, follow him uh, on all things social media. Uh, check out his work covering all things Mets on MLB.com. Uh, Jermaine, I-, I see you calling in from the Bronx. We come back, you'll be first up. 800-919-3776. Uh, you want to chime in? Continue to talk some Major League Baseball, Mets, Yankees. Now's the time to do so. We're going to be switching gears, talking some NFL coming your way uh, in our next hour as well, as well as some fantasy football. Okay? So uh, get on board. 800-919-3776. Anita Marks with you. 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Might surprise some folks out there in our media that Aaron Judge is trying to hit home run number 62. Nobody's asking him about it. I can't believe it. Not to mention making someone a, a, a millionaire, whoever catches that ball number 62. That would be the first question I ask Aaron Judge. Going up against Austin Both today. He's four and three with a two seven eight ERA. He's given up twelve home runs so far this season in ninety six innings. And uh, and you could you could wager that Aaron Judge is going to hit a home run today at uh, at plus two twenty. Just FYI eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's let's get to your calls. Um, let's go to Anthony in Bayside. Anthony, you're up. Anita, thanks for taking the. You know. I'm kind of torn here, right? I'm a lifelong Yankee fan, big, big Yankee fan. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Judge is having this all-time season. It's great. It's been exciting the whole summer. Hopefully it rolls into when it gets cold, the Yankees are still playing for a while. But I ask myself this. The years that he, I'm, I, the money is relative, so that's not a big deal. Um, the years he's going to want, He's going to be 31 years old. And I, a lot of people don't know that. Aaron Judge is not in his 20s. He's going to be a 31-year-old man who has a history of injuries, mm-hmm. especially a man of his size. Mm-hmm. My question is, and I was speaking to the gentleman who answers your call, who picks up the phone, is it a wise decision as, a Yank, as the Yankees to give this guy seven or eight years when your base – it's never going to be as good as this year. I mean, it, 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 it's never going to be this. So is it – smart to be paying him when he's 35 36 37 because he's gonna want seven or eight years yeah anthony anthony i'll say this i i think i think a seven-year deal i think a seven-year deal is fair typically when when you and i appreciate the phone call anthony and i understand the concern right like as a yankee fan and yankee fans out there i'm sure like like maybe a I wouldn't say most, maybe a percentage, maybe 50, 60%. Um, you want to see Aaron Judge have this type of season, obviously, but at the same time, you know, he's when he's knocking, crushing the cover off the ball, you know, his uh, pay scale uh, continues to increase. And so what does that mean for the Yankees, who offered him pennies compared to what is going to be offered to him at the end of the season? Let's be honest. Let's be frank, okay? Might not be pennies to you and I, but Penny is in regard to what is going to be offered to him after a season like this. And chances are he is going to win the MVP and chances are he's going to win the triple crown. So, um, you know, and, and, and you're absolutely right. You know, 10 years puts Aaron at, at 41, 42 years old. Do you want to be paying him, you know, that type of money, $40 million a year at, at age 40? no. Typically, if you look at the statistics of Major League Baseball players, uh, they typically start to fall, dwindle around 36, 37 years old. So to answer your question, yeah, 
a, a seven-year deal, $40 million a year, I think would be really, really fair uh, to offer Aaron Judge. But <laughs> I, I would not be surprised if there's a team that comes to the table with 10 for 40, especially after the season that he's having right now. Would not be shocked. Let's go to Mitch. Mitch, welcome in. Anita, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Good afternoon. Yeah, by the way, I hope the Dodgers will be one the ones that offer a judge uh, 10 years. Maybe he'll probably win MVP, put him next to Betts, who might win the MVP this year. Triple Gown is definitely in for Aaron Judge, but Tony's having some year. Uh, is this catcher for the Mets, Alvarez, if he's hot, can he be in the postseason post roster? And um, when was the last time? Did the Mets ever have two guys with 100 RBIs? No, Lindor and um, Alonso have over 100 RBIs. Now, especially Lindor made a big, uh, a big comeback he had this year. You know. Um, thanks, yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 and, and Mitch, thanks for the phone call. I, I want to believe that that he'd be able to stay with the team in the club in the postseason. Um, I, I don't see, I don't see why not. I don't see why not. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We'll continue to get your calls. Um, also. Uh, we're we're going to switch gears here. We have a very dear friend of mine, Armando Salguero, who's going to be joining us at the top of the hour uh, to talk about the situation and, and, and what took place with Tua. Um, you know, obviously it was a big topic of discussion yesterday, and we all saw what happened in in the game uh, on on Thursday night against Cincinnati. Here's my thing, and I and I and I want to start I want to start the conversation, okay? Because what what the Dolphins are saying is that no concussion. But, and, and the doctors and, and the coaching staff, and we heard Mike McDaniel, the, the head coach, speak to the media yesterday, and he said there's no way that he would have put Tua out there if he felt that there was any type of concussion concern. But here's my thing, and, and this is the conversation I'm going to have with Armando, and, and, and again, I, w- I would love to hear from our, our listeners as well. If you go back and you look at, and we've seen it, right? Because it was pretty much on a loop yesterday. The hit that he took against Buffalo. His head goes back. His body, He gets pushed down. His body, yes, he landed on his back, but his head goes back and his head hits the back of the turf. And, he, and while he's laying there, he shakes his head. He doesn't grab his back. He doesn't grab his neck. He shakes his head. Then he gets up, takes a few feet, takes a few steps, and then stumbles and falls and shakes his head again. Right? Shakes his head again. He's not grabbing his back at that point again. He's not grabbing his neck at that point again. He's shaking his head. Think about think about what we do when we injure ourselves. Right? You injure your knee. You grab your knee. You injure your back. You grab your back. You 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 immediately. It's it's just it's it's a you know it, it's a, a response, right? If if you and and I've had several concussions just playing sports, like I have my whole life. So you you, sh- you know you can't help but shake your head because you're 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 dazed and you're confused. So the eye test tells you that he was having some type of brain cerebral uh, concussion wooziness situation. 
So what we're hearing from the Miami Dolphins doesn't match up from the video that we've seen with that hit against the Buffalo Bills. Now listen, I I listened to McDaniel talk to the media yesterday. I want to believe what he said. He was so um, emotional. He was so real about it. I didn't feel like watching it. I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was watching it and I got the feeling like it, it was a bunch of BS. I didn't get that feeling. But I still keep going. I can't help. I still keep going back to that video of Tua and, and, and the push and the shove and the fall that he took in the Buffalo game and saying to myself, I even remember sitting here going, what? How's he back in the game? When they announced the Tua was going to come back in the game, I was like, what? How's that possible? Oh my, and, and immediately I said, oh, somebody's getting in trouble. So um, I'm really intrigued. I'm looking forward to having my good friend Armando on. Um, he's covered the Dolphins forever and a day. Um, he's been covering the Dolphins since I was an, a young intern who got my first start at a CBS television station down in Miami. And I worked on something called Finns, Finns TV, Finns Camp with Don Shula. So Armando and I go way back. I'm excited to get him on the show and, and really kind of do a deep dive and have a discussion in regard to what has transpired with Tua and what happens moving forward. So this is Appointment Radio coming your way next. Uh, Anita Marks with you on this Saturday afternoon here on 98.7 ESPN.